Hi, everyone. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com. And here is a quick podcasting answer. This question came in from Wayne Henderson about FeedBurner. Hey, Daniel. Wayne Henderson here from the Packers Fan Podcast. And I'm calling in for your Audacity to Podcast. Just listen to the most recent episode, which I always do. Another great episode with some great tips in regards to the podcast awards. And you touched on FeedBurner again just a little bit. And I've saved and totally enjoyed your FeedBurner extravaganza episode a couple episodes back. And you brought up another point again today. And I admit to still being confused. I just I can't figure it out. Um, FeedBurner, I'm still using it. And in your latest episode of the podcast, you mentioned possibly not using it for any of my RSS feeds, which kind of makes sense, but why would I even use FeedBurner at all? Shouldn't I just ditch FeedBurner altogether and just use the built-in RSS feeds from my WordPress installation? I, I don't get why I would want it. I don't care about the FeedBurner stats at all. I use my Libsyn stats. So just wondering exactly what am I missing? <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. That's a great question, Wayne. So you already have your own website and you have that website with its own domain. And let's assume you're running WordPress with the PowerPress plugin. So it's really easy to manage your podcast feed from your own website. And if you don't care about stats, then what good is FeedBurner still to you? Well, I'll say that FeedBurner does provide three benefits that you could decide to take advantage of. Now, I'm not saying that this is why you should use FeedBurner, but these are three potential benefits to using FeedBurner, even if you have these other things in line. But I still don't necessarily recommend it. But here are three benefits that FeedBurner does still provide, even if you have your own domain and it's running WordPress and PowerPress and you have your stuff all together on your own site. So benefit number one is email subscriptions. FeedBurner has this great feature that people can subscribe to your RSS feed so that anytime your RSS feed is updated, they will receive an email at a certain time during the day. You can schedule this and you can see who's subscribed, how many people are subscribed to your site through email. And this is great because it delivers your content straight into someone's email inbox. Much easier than trying to explain RSS feeds and podcatchers and all of that to people. This is not a unique service. Many other places can offer you something very similar. So you don't have to use FeedBurner for this. You could use a plugin on your website, like even the Jetpack plugin for WordPress, which is very popular now since WordPress officially makes that available. That offers something very similar to this and you have even a bit more customization to that. You can also use an email service like MailChimp or AWeber to send out these emails for you. It's a bit more automatic, but it can look a whole lot nicer than FeedBurner's thing can. And you could even use FeedBurner to handle this email subscription, but never publish or display your FeedBurner URL out there. That's the feeds.feedburner.com address that people might subscribe to in an RSS program. You can use the email settings and the email features without ever giving away that FeedBurner URL. So you could use this. This is one potential benefit, email subscriptions. Second potential benefit that FeedBurner could provide for your blog or podcast is this ability to cache your feed. That is, if your website ever goes down and your RSS feed is powered by FeedBurner, 
then your feed will still be accessible and people can still download your podcast episodes as long as your podcast episodes aren't hosted at the same place where your website is. I recommend Libsyn for that. By the way, you can get a free month of Libsyn by using the promo code NOODLE when you sign up over at Libsyn.com. So if your website is pretty stable, though, and you have a good hosting package like Bluehost, Site5, or HostGator, then this probably isn't too big of a concern for you. But FeedBurner does still provide that. But at the cost of FeedBurner has about a half hour delay from when you post something on your site to when it actually updates in the FeedBurner feed. You can go in there and ping your feed or manually resynchronize your feed, but who wants to do that every time they post something new? So FeedBurner does do that for you after about 30 minutes, and it does have this caching system because instead of your RSS feed staying on your website, they're separate places. So if your website goes down, your RSS feed stays up. This is nice, certainly not required, and certainly not a good enough reason to choose FeedBurner if you're not already using it. The third benefit that FeedBurner could provide to your blog or podcast is feed portability. See, this is the big thing, and this is if you're using a free website hosting service or something that you can't control, like WordPress.com or Blogger.com or anything like that, that's a site that you don't have full control over it, sometimes maybe FeedBurner would be good to use because then you can have people subscribe to your FeedBurner address, and then you can point that wherever you want to get its source. But if you control your own domain, like mypodcast.com slash feed slash podcast, and people are subscribed to that, you can point that wherever you want to. You can do all sorts of fancy things with that that you can't do with FeedBurner. But to do those things, you have to have some advanced technical knowledge, like 301 redirects and how to edit your HT access file and more information like that. That can get a bit technical, and I can help you with that if you need it. But it's a bit technical for most people to do, and they don't want to mess with that. So FeedBurner, though, provides this easy feature that you simply tell it what is your source feed, your original feed, and change that whenever you want. So people subscribe to your FeedBurner URL will always get the latest information from whatever that original feed is. You don't have to ask them, hey, please resubscribe to my new address. So that's a potential benefit but if you have your own website domain and have full control over that, then you can do so much more with redirecting your feeds. Even if you change domains, switch web hosting companies, whatever, change your podcast completely around, you can control that so much better through your website than you can with FeedBurner. So those are the three basic FeedBurner benefits. If you don't care about RSS stats, you have your own website already in full control over that site, then those three possible benefits that FeedBurner could still provide, I don't necessarily recommend you use it for this, are number one, email subscriptions. Number two, a cached feed. So if your website goes down, your feed doesn't go down. And number three, that ability to instantly change where it's getting the original feed. Is that enough to actually consider using FeedBurner still? I don't think so. But those are potential benefits to FeedBurner if you have these other things in line. So thank you very much, Wayne, for that great question. Everyone check out his podcast, the Packers Fan Podcast, and more that he has over at his website, mediavoiceovers.com. If you have any other podcasting questions you'd like me to answer, please email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com 
or call 903-231-2221. Or you can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over there on the right side of the website and record a message right from your computer and send it right to me. Please also go to theaudacitypodcast.com and check out all of my other podcast episodes and blog posts and more that help you be a better podcaster. Like I say, I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. So check that out and you can search that site for FeedBurner if you have any additional questions that you'd like to ask or things that you want to know, including what benefits that FeedBurner provide, how to set up FeedBurner, and even if you're on FeedBurner and you want to leave, then there's also a tutorial for how you can leave FeedBurner over there at theaudacitytopodcast.com. So now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.